This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside, inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 105.7 The Fan. Baltimore Ravens took a big swing today, acquiring Roquan Smith from the Bears. They give up a two and a five. The Bears will pick up all but 575000 of his remaining salary for the season. Bears picking up $4.833 million. Jason, what kind of player are they getting in Roquan Smith? They're getting the player that Ravens fans are going to look at and say, I remember when we had those guys here. Inside linebackers, you don't ever want to take off the field for any situation. Um, there was a long pipeline of them here for a long time. And I think this whole play like a Raven thing has become a little bit cliched and kind of like, mm-hmm. I really know what it means anymore. But like, if you ask me, uh, like, of, think of a guy who quintessential Ravens defenses and what a Ravens inside linebacker look like who played like a Raven. I'd say Roquan Smith plays like a Raven. Um, he is impactful. He is fast. He is much better in coverage than anything we've seen around here in a while. Um, much better. He really doesn't know? have a weakness in his game. He's, I mean, he's he's a pretty complete football player. Um, plays with passion. Likes to hit. Likes to be disruptive. Makes plays behind the line of scrimmage. Reads the game well. Um, and look, he's going to be highly motivated for a number of reasons. I mean, he got out of Chicago, right, where that there are the dregs. The Ravens are going to the playoffs, right? He's going to have a chance to play in the playoffs, which was not ever really – I mean, I guess what, that Nagy team made it the one year? Mm-hmm. I guess it might have been his second year. He was but coach like, of the year. Yeah. They weren't – I mean, this is – he's going somewhere where, like, the the – they the season his his season just got a new life on the season, he got a, a new life on the postseason, which means a chance to as a potential free agent show off for the entire league. He went from three and five to five and three. Yeah, um, and he went from a a team that's full blown tanking to a team that's doing the opposite of it. That's trying to force open this window of Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson starts making 43 million, 50 million, whatever it turns out to be, whether it's on the franchise tag or whatever. So yeah, I think, you know, this is huge for him in a contract year to go from playing out a fifth year option on a defense that was being torn apart. That wasn't very good to begin with. Remember it started with them trading Khalil Mack in the off season. Mm-hmm. So like the tear down, he's a part of a tear down. Now he's a part of a buildup. Um, 
To me, he's the best inside linebacker in football. He's really, really good. And he's 25. Yeah. Now, is he going to be here in 2023? I don't know that anybody can answer that question right now. I have a hard time thinking that at this point in time, he's not inclined just to see what's out there in free agency. Mm -hmm. Representation, no representation. Like, everybody knows Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract. Yep. You know, everybody knows you can't put the franchise tag on three guys. Yep. Um. So that is what it is. I'm sure the Ravens will make attempts. But as we know, these situations can be tricky. So I th- I have to believe, GG, they did this knowing this worst-case scenario, this is a rental. And you get the compensatory pick just like you did. But I mean, you get it a year later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it comes in the mail the next day. It's like Amazon Prime doesn't deliver it to you. You find out in February of 2023 what your 2024 draft pick will be for the loss of, you know, compensation for the loss of Roquan Smith. I do. There is an easy solution to all this. Get your house in order with your quarterback, and then you got the well, franchise. Yeah, then that's tag. not going to happen in season. I, I know, no, but I mean, in the off season, you get this. Well, why thing. would he do anything before they tag him first? I'm just telling you what they can do. I, like if you give if you give Lamar Jackson, so you say give him Lamar. You give him Deshaun Watson plus a dollar. Yeah, and then you can use the franchise tag on Roquan Smith. That makes it easy, but that's that's easier said than done. You give Lamar because the money the, the money for Lamar is only going up. Like, as long as he doesn't have a major injury to his legs, he's getting paid one way or the other. So you can clean this thing up by getting a long-term deal done with your quarterback because inside linebacker franchise tag numbers aren't that crazy. No. If, look, again, if they had no other obvious candidate for the tag, let alone a generational quarterback who requires uh, uh-huh. it, then I think you could you could look at this differently. But I think right now – yeah. They have to know this might just be a rental. Yeah. What does this look like in certain sub packages? I mean, is it possible that by, I don't know, Gigi, mid to late December, Roquan Smith wears the dot, and now you have more flexibility about Chuck Clark Yeah, time. that's fake. Roquan Smith is not a guy that needs to come off the field. He is not. And no, but he's got to be no. well-vested in your defense mentally. I, I, to, I was getting there. Yeah, like you give him a little time to know the defense, you're absolutely right. You don't need him to come off. It also allows you to absolutely play Patrick Queen to his strengths. Like yes. you, can ju- you can just do the stuff that he does well. You put him in position to do those things. Like Rokron will take care of the coverage stuff. Uh, he'll take care of the stuff that Queen struggles in, and you just let him do what he does well. Yeah, I mean, these two both coming on delayed double A gap blitzes be interesting. Um, that's it's it's another quick twitch, toolsy, really fast defensive playmaker um, to their mix. And again, we we see we see some of it from Queen, but Patrick Queen is not a sure tackler like this guy. Patrick Queen doesn't have the same instincts in in the run game or the pass game as this guy. And while I'm not going to tell you he's like the greatest coverage linebacker in the league, it's a lot better than what we've seen around here for a long time. So, yeah, all that bodes well. You know, we had Jonas Schaefer on from the Sun an hour ago. He brought up an interesting point about what this also means for their ability to hide Kyle Hamilton. Mm -hmm. Because now you just added a linebacker who doesn't have to come, doesn't come off the field. Mm -hmm. And so, do you 
do your nickel packages and your dime packages look a little different? And does that allow you to be even more judicious about how you deploy Hamilton? Here's the other thing, though, and I'm going to be more optimistic about it than, than you are. You, Kyle Hamilton's coming off his best game of, of, of the season, the best game of his NFL career. He played 31 defensive snaps and did not embarrass himself for the first time all year. Now he's got one game in 23 days where now you and you've added Roquan Smith. Maybe it's a possibility that Kyle Hamilton starts. They find places where he can play at his best. I'm just saying that like maybe he's starting to get the opposite. You think he's not going to see the field at all? Well, I think it makes it tougher. He's not displacing Gino. Yeah. That's not happening. Chuck Clark is going to be a part of everything they do. Mm -hmm. And I think now they're inclined. Like now, like he was seeing action in some dime packages and nickel packages where they're, they're really getting minimal at the linebacker position. I don't think they're they're doing that as much. It's interesting. It will be. I mean, if Malik Hamilton's still up, if he's still here and he's still up for special team stuff, then against teams that run the ball a ton, I think you're still going to see Malik Hamilton in certain looks. So I, I don't know. I mean, Malik Harrison. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. You com you combine Kyle Hamilton and Malik Harrison. Yeah. To get to get that special. Uh... No, Malik. So. I, Again, I don't unless they trade him. I think Malik Harrison's still going to be a special teams guy who is available, obviously, to play linebacker. And I think in some of their heavy stuff, they would lean into him. So, yeah, I don't know. Trickle down effect coming up at five thirty. Northern Exposure. We will preview tonight's Bengals Browns game. But coming up next, the Steelers are so bad that they deserve their own segment. How bad are things in Pittsburgh? We're going to tell you next here on the Fan. Inside Access with Jason Cannon. Your sports information station, 105.7 The Fan. You're transitioning into a new quarterback, okay? And right now, I get worried about his confidence because I've seen this happen to other quarterbacks right now. Take the ball out of his hands. Don't ask him to do as much as you're asking him to do. You have to somehow shorten the game no doubt. with this quarterback, and it goes back to running the ball. I put him back under center. Don't subject him to being back there and getting sacked six times today. And this is a good defense. I get it. The same from the beginning. You're, you're two and six. I understand it's a period of transition. Yeah. What's in the best interest to develop this quarterback, who's your quarterback of the future, yeah. without destroying his confidence? Mm. Former Steelers head coach Bill Cowher on the NFL Today yesterday laying into the Steelers a little bit with the way they're handling uh, Kenny Pickett, Jason. It's hard not to listen to that and think that's a shot across the bow at Matt Canada, right? Mm. Who The offensive coordinator there, much beleaguered, who the fans, as best I can tell, going on the radio there every week, have been done with since the summer. Um, yeah, look, it is a complete and utter mess there. Two and six, uncharted territory. But I, I agree with Coach. Like, if 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 you're playing him before you probably thought you would, and he's he was a really productive college quarterback for one year, right? Yeah. Like, he wasn't – he didn't light the world on fire. And he's old enough to remember breaking in Ben Roethlisberger – even if you're not the greatest running team in the world, man, the got to keep the clock moving at a certain point in time, right? And if your concepts aren't getting guys open with all these bubble screens and bunches and stacks, 
then man, just hand the ball off. Um, Try to get something going. Try to give. Look, I don't think it's going to be Najee Harris. He looks broken to me. He does look broken. The other guy? Jalen. Kid's last name starts with a W. Warren? Jalen Warren? Yeah. Kind of interesting. I think he's a little more effective for them right now. Um, They've got to mix something up. They're, They're going to lose a lot of games. Do you want to lose this kid's confidence and stunt his development in the interim be, because the volume of pass plays, therefore the volume to tee off on this kid, or the volume for this kid to make mistakes is higher than it should be. They lose to the Eagles yesterday, 35-13. Ugly. Uh, A.J. Brown had three touchdown catchers. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked great. Uh, they go to 2-6, and six and they go into the bye. They play the Saints uh, on the 13th of November. Mike Tomlin, how does his team play? My perspective is it's less about what they do and, and about the things that we're not doing. Um, we're not positioning ourselves to win games. We didn't today, and we got to own that. Um, some fundamental things are falling short. Um, we got to keep a lid on it. If you don't keep a lid on it in the NFL, man, you don't give a chance to self. You don't give yourself a chance to play. Um, we didn't do that, um, and I thought it was a domino effect from there on. Yeah, they're bad. And again, two and six. They this. This, it, it's over, Johnny. He, it, I know the schedule gets easier just like it does for the Ravens. But there's not any easy games for no, this team No, no, right they're now. not good enough. They still got to take on the Bengals one more time. They have to take on the Ravens twice. And games like at the Falcons and, and uh, the Raiders, those aren't going to be easy games. No. Now, look, T.J. Watt could be back for them. Probably after the bye. Right after the bye. And so there could be some... Obviously a boost there, and they'll start getting after the quarterback immediately better. And um, that'll help. But that defensive line is this. Even with him, the the way people can run the ball on them and move the ball on them at will, it's it's you're not you're not accustomed to seeing. And and they kind of bowed up against the Bucks, but even in hindsight, how you know what how does that great you know, like what does that really mean, Gigi? Because mm-hmm. the Bucks are pretty broken. We saw that mm-hmm. with our own eyes. The yeah. Bucks offense pretty broken um what caught me by surprise more than anything else from this game was actually some of the stuff Kenny Pickett said afterwards mm-hmm. where I, I understand that like well he we do have a Kenny Pickett cut I, I, this... I was gonna set it up oh, okay sorry I know that there's pressure when you're taken in the first round and you've got to replace a Hall of Famer and, and that Hall of Famer could say and do anything he wanted the last five or six years and, and pretty much get away with it because he was Ben bleeping Roethlisberger and a lot of people would put up with a lot of stuff. Um, and I understand that over the summer, you know, Trubisky was the more popular guy in the locker room and Pickett's kind of trying to find his way. But he said some stuff about their preparation and about their readiness to play this game that for someone who's been a starting quarterback for a month kind of blew me away. Well, here he is talking about, and maybe this is the cut, he talks about the team needs to be more explosive. You're on the field for 14 plays, you know, you're, you're leaving yourself open to, to make mistakes, whether that's physically, mentally, um, you know, you know, something's happened like that, so we need more explosive plays. Um, you know, we had opportunities today and, uh, you know, didn't connect on some, um, you know, penalties again hurt us, um, so things like that. Um, you know, when you're going 14 plays, 16 plays, it's, you know, something's going to happen, you know, sooner or later. Uh, you know, guys get tired up front. It just, you know, it, it causes problems. So it, it's a dual-edged sword. It's good to stay on the field and, and control the football. And 
um, you know, chew some clock up, but we got to finish with points. And if we're not getting points, then it's really not, you know, doing us any good. So I don't think that was the exact cut you were looking for because he was kind of criticizing preparation, correct? After yeah, the game. I might have, I might have not, I might have put it in the wrong text string. Basically, he came out and said he didn't think guys are studying enough. Yeah. He didn't think guys, enough guys knew what they were doing um, and they weren't, frankly, studying enough. Which, it struck me as like an early Baker Mayfield kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, how does he, you know, like, I don't know, man. You've been here 30 is, seconds. Is he, is he really, like, yeah. is he really equipped to be talking like that? Now, maybe that's his way of trying to have his offensive coordinators back because he doesn't want the first thing on his resume. Got Matt Canada fired in November by a coach, Mike Tomlin, who never fires coaches in season. So maybe that's a little bit of what's going on in his subconscious. But when he's riffing about, you know, what guys are doing to prepare on their own time and we're not studying enough and we don't know the offense well enough, I got to think Mike Tomlin has a talk with him the next day like, hey, son. We got an, I got enough fires to put out right yeah. now. We got enough going on. Uh, I don't I don't need to deal with that. I don't need to deal with any verbal landmines from you. Let's just get you figured out how to play quality, some decent football. Yeah, you're not uh you're not Ben Roethlisberger just yet. You don't have the cachet to be able to say that. You know, like, yeah, I don't know how that would fly in the locker. Room. Yeah, like I can't imagine the receivers are thrilled about him saying that. And he like I said, he's got no or offensive lineman or whatever. I mean, yeah. there's a lot. That's a, a lot of people could catch a stray off that one. No, absolutely. Because he was it was very open ended. He didn't. He was it was you know. Hey, we're just not. We're not. We don't have enough guys who are ready to play. We don't have enough guys who know what they're doing. We don't have enough guys who are studying. Jiminy Christmas. Steelers again head into the bye at two and six. They take on the Saints after the bye uh, at home. That's November thirteenth. Inside access. Northern exposure coming up next. We got a AFC North matchup on Monday Night Football. We'll preview next here on the Fan. Inside access on the Fan. Northern Exposure on Inside Access. Sponsored by Plaza Ford. See why customers have trusted Plaza Ford for more than 85 years. Get quality vehicles and superior service at Plaza Ford. Bel Air Road in Bel Air or online at PlazaFord.com. Jason LaCanfora and Ken Wyman traverse the AFC North. 105.7 We understand you know, how big a game it is because it's at our place. It's a division opponent. We're excited uh, for the opportunity. Uh, it's a good football team, uh, like we've talked about all week. Uh, really good players on all three sides of the ball for them, well coached. So we know we got to play our best. We've got to play a 60-minute football game, a complete football game uh, to go get that victory. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, talking about the importance of tonight's game. The Bengals are 4-3, and three, the Browns 2-5, and five, but the Browns are at home, Jason. Is this a winnable game for Cleveland? I mean, yeah, it's a divisional game. You could make the case it's the Browns' last stand. We saw uh, Miles Garrett and what he could bring last week, and, and the Ravens were able to corral it for the most part, but certainly there's some individual brilliance there against a Bengals team that suffered against defenses that can bring pressure. And there's no Jamar Chase for the Bengals at a time when they were just getting the deep ball going again. But do I think they're going to win this game? I don't. 
How big a loss is Jamar Chase? We talked like the last two weeks he's had four touchdowns. They looked like they were finally clicking. No, they were they had become an offense that could beat you to any part of the field at on any down and distance. They had rediscovered the deep ball in a big way. And I I don't think that's going to be who they are probably until he comes back. But it's not as if they were a horse bleep operation during the five and a half weeks where he didn't do a whole lot. Where it was very hit or miss, very feast or famine, and they were kind of reconfiguring their offensive identity and they were running as much as anybody in the league and they were a time of possession team. And I think they can still be that against a Browns rush defense that we know is brutal. And the Bengals don't run the ball all that explosively out of 11 personnel, but they run it out of 11 personnel, one Three receivers, one back, one tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, third most in the second most in the NFL. There's a lot of volume there. They're accustomed to it. Three point seven seven yards per carry, not great, but it's very much in their DNA. The Browns absolutely suck trying to defend that kind of spread stuff out of that formation. I wonder if Joe Mixon gets enough volume to where he does rip one or two long ones off. Um, I think Joe Burrow is is going to Joe Burrow has had bad games against Cleveland. Joe Burrow struggled against Cleveland. Remember, the, they were not a very good team his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He only played in one of the games last year. The other one, they rested all their starters in Week 18. And smart because they went to the Super Bowl. So I, I think you know, I think he'd like to beat that team, and I, I I think he's in a rich vein of form, and I I think he'll be perfectly content. To get back into the point guard stuff, and here's a pass for you, Mixon, and here's a couple for you, Boyd, and here's one for you, A. Nurse, and here's one for you, T. I still, I, I still like Joe Burrow to go over his prop tonight, which was, uh, I think, two hundred and sixty-seven and a half yards last I looked. So, constructing a scenario where the Browns win, I assume a lot of Nick Chubb, a lot of Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I don't know what they do with Hunt. That's an interesting one with them playing on a Monday night in the trade deadline yeah, looming. Yeah, because there seems to be a and lot of teams. And they've got plenty of other backs there. Uh, Dearnest. Yeah. So I don't know how much they use him, but yeah, I think there's a, a high volume of Chubb. Um, I, I think they, they try to tire that defense out. No Njoku is a big loss. You know, I like Harrison Bryant anytime touchdown. I, he could get it this morning at plus 250. I do think he becomes somebody they have to look to in the red zone, but that's a really good red zone defense that the, that the Bengals have. Um, look, the Bengals are a better football team. The Bengals have the better quarterback. Even without Jamar Chase, the Bengals have better talent. And the interesting thing is the Browns are a horrible second-half team. Browns mm-hmm. have one of the five worst, worst scoring margins in the second half. Bengals are a dominant second-half team, plus 51. Bengals haven't given up an offensive touchdown in the second half this season. And that's where I think the coaching kicks in, GG. I think it's a close game at the half. I kind of like the first half under, but the over in the game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns had a lead early. Their game scripts, early game scripts are pretty good. But the Browns fall apart in the second half. And the Bengals, again, get better as the game goes along offensively and defensively. I think they pull away late. Since taking over as owner of the Browns, Jimmy Haslam has been a bit of a loose cannon. Is Kevin Stefanski's seat getting warm? Sure. I mean, they this, fall to two and six with a loss. This is a total disaster. 
somebody's paying for it, and it's not the owner. It's not D Haslam. It's not Jimmy Haslam. Um, it's not Deshaun Watson. No, he's he's a made man, bought and paid for. So yeah, I. I I don't know how there aren't some fundamental changes there. That's how those people think. Um, that's probably what, what they'll do. Jacoby Brissett's been more good than bad. Um, the defense has been awful. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, if, if I don't know if you're, 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 you're sending out the GM and the coach. I, I, I don't know. Um, but the next, what, 18 hours or so for them or 20, 20 hours – it's going to be really interesting how they do in this football game and then how much they're able to accomplish before the trade deadline. Do you see Kareem Hunt getting traded before this deadline? I do. So then would, it's a weird time. I wouldn't time. play him tonight. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I. they've got four running backs on their roster. I would I would be real careful about how I use them. And Dearness Johnson has shown. Jackson, He's an interesting yeah, player. Yeah. Jackson is it Johnson. Johnson. He's when he's had the play. Mm-hmm. The guy has run the ball really well. It's still a really good offensive line, too. So, I mean, like, how many starter or fringy starter Johnson. backs do you really need? Mm-hmm. I I don't think as many as they have. And, boy, they really need to address, continue to try to address some semblance of um, finding a D-tackle who could stuff the run a little bit. And I don't know. Hey, we got a they lot. They could use Broderick Washington in a big way right now. Broderick Washington would start for them. Broderick Washington playing his playing tail good off. ball. Hey, when we come back, we'll recap the news of the day, which is that the Ravens made a major deal this afternoon. Also, we got a bunch of polls to update, and then we'll get you ready. We'll get the text of the day and get you ready for shaking up sports with Cordell Woodland at six here on the Fan. Inside access on the Fan. Weinman. The Ginger Gorilla. Lockenfora. JLC, it's built in. And Barbalace. T-Bone and his nonsensical amusement Woo. park. Inside Access, 105.7 The Fan. Jason, obviously the big news is the trade the Ravens made today. They trade a second and a fifth, and the Bears pick up all but $575,000 of Roquan Smith's salary. Oh, and A.J. Klein goes to the Bears yeah, as well. Whatever. For Roquan Smith, it's, to me, obviously, it, if it's a rental, it's you gave up a significant amount, but you did get a 25-year-old who's arguably the best inside linebacker in football. Yeah, I mean, this is a top-10 talent. Um, it You're getting him cheap, and if you want to keep him around, it's going to be real pricey, and the exclusive rights franchise tag you're going to have to place on Lamar will probably preclude you from being able to keep Roquan Smith from at least seeing what else is out there. And we know how how it is when it comes to the Ravens and bidding wars. But regardless, it's an admission that what they had done in the linebacker markets, trade, free agency, and most specifically draft, right? When you take two linebackers in the first three rounds of a pit, of a draft just a few years ago, and you're doing this, there's an admission of we didn't get what we thought we were going to get there. Those guys are not who we thought they would be by now, where we need them to be by now. And we've got somebody else who can impact our defense in a multitude of ways. Um, I'm still really concerned about the wide receiver position and Rashad Bateman's ability to play anytime soon or perhaps play at all this year. Um, we'll Elijah see. If, Moore. We'll see if they do anything there. Joe Douglas, he's on line one. Yeah, I mean, look, they have enough cap space to do something for a guy on his rookie contract and fit him in, no problem. Um, how many more draft picks they're willing to trade remains to be seen. 
but they're trying to win a Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's what they say. Yeah. And this was a very significant acquisition of a player who's the most complete all-around linebacker we've seen around here in a long, long time. I'd like to pat myself on the back. I didn't think they'd do it. This was uh, We were going to do a six-pack. He was my number one, and then the six-pack got blown up, and of course, because they traded for him. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been in my six-pack because it was realistic yeah, options for them, yeah. and I did not think that they would be yeah. willing to move a second-round pick for a guy who, for them, is probably a rental because of the situation they're in vis-a-vis the, the, the tag. Yeah, We have a lot of polls we do. to update and pay off. Polls brought to you, of course, by our friends at Ortho Maryland. First of all, and this one's from Friday, very simple question with one obvious answer. If at a bar or restaurant and you ask a waiter for water and the server bartender offers a lemon wedge and said water, you absolutely take it, right? This is over 1,100 votes. You always take the lemon, got 50.5%. Just say no to the lemon, 49.5. So that's the closest poll we've ever had for yeah. anything getting that volume of responses. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty even. Also, this and this poll went up before the Roquan Smith trade. Said the trade deadline is a day away. What should the Ravens do? They, li- they like to make moves, but don't like to spend big dollars, limited cap space. Which position should they prioritize? Ravens flock. Your choices are wide receiver, cornerback, edge, and running back. And right now, now, wide receiver running away with this thing at 55.4%. Cornerback next at 21.7. Yeah, look, Stephon Gilmore, I don't know if the Colts are ready to concede yeah. defeat, but I, I'm a little worried about Marlon and Marcus and their, their weekly injury stuff. Yeah, uh, we didn't get to this subject today because of what happened with Roquan Smith, but the Lamar Jackson signing the sign him now sign, and it's been made a big deal in some circles. No contract on the horizon for Lamar with talks on hold and a franchise tag lurking in 2023. Some have complained about him signing the pay the man sign after win Saturday night. We had no issue with it. Thought it was funny. What do you say, Ravens flock? Uh, over 600 votes so far. Please leave Lamar alone at 88%. Yeah, leave, let this man live. Yeah, I, I thought it was actually kind I, of fun. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, also, Crab Cake Gate, which uh, got, got yeah, it. I jumped off today. Friday and uh, then came back today. Things got heated when we debated lemon in a water. Some rightfully uh, thought only lemon should go on a crab cake platter. One fool, that would be me, said mustard on co- or cocktail. Mustard first, cocktail backup. Some might say tartar. That's disgusting. Smart people say mayo on a crab cake. Also disgusting. What say you on a standalone crab cake? Nothing at 52.9%. Tartar or cocktail at 29.8, mustard 11.3, mayo 5.9. Well, your vocal minority of mustard lovers better step up. Yeah, you got they've, they've got plenty of time. Everyone on the phone, yes, mustard, mustard, mustard. Yeah, the people on on the poll, not so much. Yeah, and there's over 500 votes. And then finally, and this happened during the show, Ravens acquire inside linebacker Roquan Smith for a second and a fifth next season. Ravens flock, what do you think of the trade? Your options were hell of a get or too much, need a wide receiver. Hell of a get, there's over 1,200 votes on this already. Mm. Hell of a get, 76%. Yeah, look, I, 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 can't, I can't argue with their hustle. I hope they're able to keep this player around, but I understand why they did it. Hey, I, I, much respect. I, I, I'm, like with, I'm with you. I wasn't sure we were going to see this. Props to EDC for taking a big swing. He went for it. And and I'm going to give him total credit because this was the move that I, you know, as, as someone who's a goofball on Twitter and makes rash demands, this was my demand. He did it. I got to give him credit. Yeah. And I, I can't I can't knock the You hustle. wanted it. You got it. I got it. Now watch him sting. What like, are you going to ask me- for next? Remember Elijah Moore. This is not in Gaku 2.0. No, I do not think so. This kid's the best inside linebacker in football. He's up there.
And who else is in that category? They, uh, Warner? Definitely. Yeah, in San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, he's really good. But this kid's 25. Yeah. yeah. No, look, he's a special athlete. He has a special talent. And the Bears are a really horse bleep organization. Yes, they are. They got to, hey, one last thing, because we talked about this off the air. Jason, if I say to you the Bears have $100 million in cap room, what do you say? I say stop shilling for billionaire owners. It's not about how much cap room you have. It's about what the quality of your product has been and will be moving forward. And you've hired more dudes who are probably over their head. You're going to take all that cap space and stuff it in your pocket. Because you know and I know, ain't nobody going to Chicago Bears in free agency four months from now. It's not happening. They got nothing to sell. What is the quarterback? Is he still there? Isn't he still there? They're, 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 they just got rid of a ton of salary this year and next year. Don't be fooled by the okie duck. <laughs> Let's get the text of the day. Check one, two. Check Uh, do you have the read? I do have the okay, read. Great. Just like our very own Ken Wyman, this text today is driven by Oarsman Chevrolet of Baltimore and Oarsman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Dundalk, home of the Oarsman Promise Lifetime Vehicle coverage and today's halloween guys I'm, it is mentioned it so far in the happy show. halloween happy halloween we played a lot of misfits today misfits the official band of halloween Hall- halloween and today's text is very simple what do you guys give out on halloween and it says ken you better give out full-size candy bars <laughs> i am i do not give out full-size candy bars but i don't give up the tiny ones either it's You're all somewhere fun in size. the middle i'm a, the fun size guy stone you need to give out ladles of oatmeal tonight yeah. i hope you i hope you're gonna have video evidence I, to back that up. i will tell you my neighborhood townhouse community high traffic trick-or-treat area i will be prepared i went i went to uh the local walgreens picked up a bunch of bags of candy so i'm ready. i hope you're fortified i am i'm ready i there's, there's a bunch. I'll be working tonight, but there'll be plenty of food out in front, uh, plenty of candy out in front of the house if people do come by, although they, they don't come by that much. Coming up next, it's a special edition of Shaking It Up Sports with Cordell Woodland. Of course, T-Bone is off. Uh, he the will Bone's be back, back tomorrow. tomorrow. He's back tomorrow. He's, uh, he's buffering, I guess. Uh, yeah, whatever the kids do. Yeah, whatever, whatever he does. Yeah. He's hanging. What do we got tomorrow? Any idea? We'll definitely have Rita, and we'll definitely have Bordy. And then we got a lot of other irons in the fire. Yeah, we're, we're looking to try to get some more info on the trade deadline. Remember, we're the place to be tomorrow. The trade deadline is at 4 o'clock. Where did the music go? Bruce Springsteen. Where'd it go? Uh, 4 o'clock tomorrow, which is during our show. Yes. So when the deadline hits, we'll be the place to be. And obviously, we got the Monday Night Football grudge yes. match on after Cordell. So you're going to want to. No yeah. reason to ever not listen no, to the Just fan. keep the fan on all day. But especially 2 to 6. Yes. And then and with Cordell. Especially for Cordell. And Monday Night Football. And Monday Night Football. And then us tomorrow. Us tomorrow. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow, too. Cordell's coming up next here on The Fan. Inside. Access. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.